We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is August 9th, 2021. As always, you know I'm joined by the co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what it do? Man, I'm glad there's uh, basketball wasn't gone from our screens very long. We uh, we've been talking about it today a little bit, uh, but man, summer league being back is great. It's not always the best product, but it's fun to to see the the big names from the uh, lottery picks get some run and um, man, getting to see them play today has been pretty insane. Some pretty good highlights already from some of them. Definitely, definitely. And our viewers on YouTube, you guys might notice we have a very special guest with us. So some of you may know him by the name Migzors on Reddit. Uh, but we're joined by Michael Orlando, uh, one of the moderators of the Orlando Magic subreddit. Back for Michael, what is this your third time on the show? Is it third? I, feel like I think second. so. Maybe it's the third. Man, it's just I so magical. It it's third. hard to remember, you know? <laughs> Very magical. How are you, my friend? Good <laughs> to hear from you. Uh, glad, glad to see you guys again. Doing pretty good, you know? Uh, excited for Summer League, obviously. Um, I said I was going to come back on and uh, uh, tell you guys how great Mo Bamba is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big fan, right? And so uh, I'm just excited for basketball to be already back. There was not a big lull, which I appreciate. That comes after summer league, unfortunately. But yeah, that's gonna hurt. We got one more day until the Magic start their summer league. Um, actually, when you guys are listening to this um, Monday night, the Magic will be starting their summer league against the Warriors. Before we start getting to talking too much about the Orlando Magic, and Michael actually has something really, really special to share with you guys. But we wanted to announce something special in terms of the show. So we will be joining the Blue Wire Podcast Network uh, here. Um, everything is official. We're officially with the network. Um, they work with a, a ton of you know great podcasts, a lot of great basketball podcasts, um, like uh, Eurostepping covers the Milwaukee Bucks, Lakers Film Room obviously covers the Lakers, um, Bronx Pinstripes, one of the biggest uh, New York Yankees podcasts that are out there. So really huge opportunity for us, really exciting, really grateful. Uh, we 
really believe it's just going to help us bring you guys uh, a better product and a better show. So, again, we have uh, signed with the Blue Wire Network. Uh, we're really, really excited about that. Right, Luke? Yeah, man. It's going to be a big opportunity. Like you said, it'll improve um, probably our content. It'll improve our resources. And, you know, uh, collaboration episodes will obviously be happening. Um, we've got uh, direct contact with all of those podcasts we just mentioned. Um, so, you know, if you know previewing games, talking about a game that's already happened, uh, doing those sorts of things will become more commonplace on the show um, as we move forward and get more familiar with Blue Wire. Um, you know, thankful to Blue Wire for the opportunity to do that and uh, for your support making this happen for us as well. Absolutely. So, like I mentioned, Michael has something really special for us. So Michael, working with you know the Orlando Magic subreddit, obviously he's huge in the Orlando Magic community. So Michael has something to for the folks in the Orlando Magic community. Michael, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. So I know some folks uh, within the organization and a little bit on the outside, and I was able to obtain something really cool uh, for the show. And uh, you guys may know, like I just mentioned him earlier, Mo Bamba's my boy. And I've got here for you folks an autograph Mo Bamba shoe. Not game worn. I smelled it. It is brand new. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. But as you can see here, if for you know for you guys just listening, there is a uh, Under Armour with the gray and orange colorway mm-hmm. with uh, Mo Bamba's autograph on the side. It's really cool. And um, I guess we're gonna discuss on how we want to give that thing away. Um, but first off, what's listening. the size on that thing, Michael? Uh, it's a 17. Wow. What, what yeah, shoe 17. size do you guys wear? I wear nine and a half. I think I'm at like 11. I'm a, I'm, I'm 11 as well. Yeah. I have, I have a, a smaller foot size. I'm aware, but just <laughs> to think like 17, that's, that's almost double. Right. Like the, the, like the size of my foot. Like that's, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. I, I told Greer who was kind enough. That's Mo, Mo's agent. Uh, you know, Hey man, they're the perfect size for me. I really appreciate it. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. wearing these things at Kroger is a grocery shoes. store. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't put it yeah, on Yeah. For yet, your, though. your internship at the circus. Those are, those will be absolutely <laughs> perfect. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, when this episode comes out on Monday, uh, we'll follow it up. You know, we'll tag the Orlando magic subreddit, Twitter account in a tweet on Twitter. A lot of a lot of Twitter talk here, but a lot of alliteration. All you guys need to do is retweet that tweet. So if you guys don't have a Twitter account, I'm sorry. It takes 30 seconds to set up a Twitter account, yep. and then um, just find us at Six Man Show. You don't even have to follow us. Just retweet the tweet, and you'll be entered. Uh, you'll have a chance to win um, that shoe. So we'll probably again we'll post that tomorrow. I think maybe we'll do the drawing on like Friday. And see who you know is gonna win that shoe, and uh, and we'll give that away, and we'll we'll ship that out. So, Michael, thank you so much for doing that. That's huge. We really really appreciate that. Michael, always giving back to the Orlando Magic community. We really really love that. So, folks, you came to the show for some Orlando Magic news. So we have some Magic news for you guys. So first off, um, Coach Jamal Mosley's coaching staff has been made official by the organization. So the biggest thing that popped out to me about this, guys, was the fact that Becky Bonner was not on this list. So Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report a couple of weeks ago uh, reported that Becky Bonner, who um, you know is involved with player development within the organization, that she was going to be taking a role um, on the bench with Jamal Mosley. That does not seem to be the case. Um, his coaching staff is going to be Nate Tibbetts, Jesse Mermis, Dale Osborne, Brett Brielmeyer, and Lionel Charmers. 
Chalmers, excuse me. So just to give you guys a little bit of background on each one of these guys, we've talked about Nate Tibbetts. Um, last nine years, he's been an assistant coach in Portland under Terry Stotts. Uh, worked in Cleveland with Jamal Mosley. Jesse Mermis from 2019 to 2021 was an assistant with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, from 2016 to 2019, he was an assistant with the Lakers. Uh, Dale Osborne, great last name. Doesn't spell it the same way, but it's a great last name. He spent the last nine years as an assistant with the Portland Trailblazers with Nate Tibbetts under uh, Nate, uh, under Terry Stotts there. And then Brett Brielmeyer, uh Last year, he was the coach of the Nets G League team, the Long Island Nets. But he has spent time as an assistant in Brooklyn and also in Cleveland. And he was also a player development assistant in San Antonio. And then last but not least, Lionel Chalmers. Uh, this is actually going to be his fifth season with the Magic. He spent the last two seasons as a player development coach. He started in 2017 with the Magic as a video coordinator. Chalmers was the 33rd pick in the 2004 draft, played one season with the Clippers, and then he spent 11 years playing overseas. So guys, you may have noticed there is a trend within this coaching staff, and it are, it's the words player development. So obviously we don't know a ton about these guys. For most people, this is our first time hearing some of these names. But Luke, when you hear these names and you see their experience, what are your first thoughts? Uh, well, first and foremost, the one I, I like the most is the headliner for sure and uh, Nate Tibbetts. Um, just because he spent you know the last couple seasons as the associate head coach for Portland. Um, and so I, I think that that's the biggest thing that stands out to me. Um, also would note that, you know, we, we believe that even though, uh, you know, Bonner won't be on the bench, um, that her role will still be elevated. She's still getting more essentially notice and more responsibility within the organization. How that looks personally i have no idea um i'm just glad that you know it wasn't that she's staying stagnant and in terms of staying in her current role that she's getting an elevated role there um but yeah as far as like you said player development it's going to be huge it's jamal mosley's first and foremost that's what he values the most um player development and player relationships uh, which all contribute to that as well so um yeah it'll it'll be good it's nice to have that coaching staff in place by the time summer league will be beginning We'll get a look at Jamal Mosley and his coaching style uh, starting tomorrow, as we also know that he will be at least start out coaching this team, which I really do love in the summer league. And Michael, how about you? How are you feeling about the the finalization of the coaching staff? I'm not gonna lie, man. I don't know any of these guys, <laughs> but what I do what I do know is that uh, Jamal seems like a really great like uh, coaching choice, right? He's he seems very uh, player focused yeah which tells me that everybody he's going to pick up is going to be as equally passionate about growing his players as he is so i mean i just can't wait to see them out there um and see what they do with uh the players in the summer league and preseason and how they uh, work their lineups and things like that so uh, i'm just as excited as you guys to see you know what happens with these guys yeah i think you know i think part of the concern when you know we were talking about who was going to be the coach if it was going to be penny hardaway or maybe like a David Vanterpool, Wes Unsell Jr. It finally ended up being Jamal Mosley. There was a, a large sentiment throughout the fan base that if you were going to hire a first-time coach, that it was probably going to be best to bring in an experienced head coach onto the coaching staff to try to help Mosley navigate you know, through becoming a first-time coach. Now, we don't have that. I think the closest thing that you have that is going to be Nate Tibbetts, who was the associate head coach in Portland, so just right below Terry Stotts. But 
what we are seeing is the organization go all in on player development. It just seems like at every turn you look, um, you know, we can talk about some of the um, roster decisions that were made over the the span of the last week as free agency has started. And now we're looking at, you know, the, the coaching staff. If you look back to March, the trades that were made, the, the team is really, the organization is really going all in on player development. And like you guys, I have no idea who most of these guys are. I'm hearing mm-hmm. their names for the first time, you know, over the, the last couple of, of days here. But one thing is for sure, there is a strong emphasis on player development. And I think that's really exciting. Is it a little bit scary that there's no real head coaching experience on, on this staff? Yes, there's a little bit of concern. I would be lying if I said otherwise, at least in my opinion. But um, the emphasis on player development, I think it is really, really exciting. Yeah, it's just like I said, it's it's nice to have it you know, happen uh, in the time that it is. We're getting everything put in place. It looks like it's setting up to be a really uh, a growing season, obviously, but will be uh, very fun as we continue to say young, fun, along you know with them and the coaching staff. I mean those those guys you know seem to be putting in the work to already. We saw Mosley you know gets the job working out with Mo Bamba day one, so um, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how everything pans out this season. Uh, fun team, no doubt, though. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some of the roster moves the Magic have made in free agency so far. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6. That's code S-I-X-T-H at manscaped.com. Ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. Get 20% off and free shipping with code 6 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6, S-I-X-T-H, at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. All right, guys. So... The Magic were really slow to start free agency over the you know the course of the first day. They were really one of the only teams that hadn't made a move. Uh, since then, it was announced that the Magic were going to sign veteran center Robin Lopez, as well as rookies Franz Wagner's brother, Mo Wagner. Although that hasn't been made official yet. Um, the Magic have officially signed Robin Lopez to a one-year $5 million deal. Um, into their non-taxpayer mid-level exception. And then today, just a few hours ago, it was announced that the Magic are going to waive Dwayne Bacon. We'll get into each one of these 
topic separately. I wanted to start with you, Michael, um, as the Magic re-signed Mo Wagner. So just to give you guys a little bit of a, a background here. So it's rumored the Magic are going to sign Mo Wagner to a two-year deal. Uh, last year in 11 games for the Magic, he started 10 games, averaged 11 points, 4.9 rebounds, one assist, shot 40, uh, 40% from the floor, 37% from three, and he wore number 21. Now, Michael, in Franz Wagner's uh, episode of Orlando Magic Pod Squad from the other day, he told uh, Orlando Magic equipment manager Jacob Diamond that he wants to wear number 21, but he did mention on the Pod Squad that if Mo was re-signed, that he would at least consider switching his number. So what do you think of that, and what do you think of the Magic re-signing Mo Wagner altogether? I think... I think first off it shows that they value something and it's chemistry, right? Like they could have brought back a lot of different players, right? Mo played well for us last year. I mean, we were like begrudgingly like, all right, man, you're playing a little too good. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Down the stretch there. And um, it just shows like they want to have a good cohesive unit, the unit that gets along across the board and everybody's young. Everybody has like a similar like um, experience level and things like that. And well, you can see that's a bad thing. I think bringing Mo in, who has been in the league, um, and Franz coming onto the team, you know, it's just like it works out so many levels. It's almost a no-brainer move. And as for the uh, the jersey pick, he did say he would give it up if Mo uh, resigned, but um, he did say that they could play one-on-one for it too. So, and, and that was a good podcast. If you guys haven't heard yeah. it yet, it was a it was a great episode. But I I would like to see the Magic put out a video of them playing one-on-one for the number and seeing what the end result is. Luke, what about you? Yeah, I mean, you look at Mo. Some people didn't understand, you know, you know, re-signing Mo, but I think it's pretty clear. Like Michael has just said, you know, something that they value is that 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 chemistry. That really, the the big word is just continuity, right? You know, bringing back at least something that people are used to around around the team. Not bringing in a fresh new guy, somebody who already was introduced to the organization, uh, played what eleven games last year uh, for Orlando. Not to mention that, but the, the, also the fact that he played the most minutes he's ever played in his career. He definitely benefited from that. He played, I think, 26 minutes a game. He had never played over 20 um, in his career so far. And, you know, I think he did I think he did well. You, you look at his numbers, uh, 11-5-1, essentially. But the biggest thing that stands out to me is that he had never shot over two, two threes a game. But obviously with more volume of minutes, he got a little more chance to show his extended range. I mean, he ended up shooting almost four a game and shooting 37% from three. So we'll get into, you know, I'm sure roster construction and at some point here, just because there are a lot of question marks, especially with Dwayne Bacon being waived. But he's a guy that, you know, if he's improving his three-point shooting, I don't see why, even though he's been primarily a center in his career, why you can't move him into that four slot and just kind of let him stretch the floor essentially let him run short side on the baseline and get out on the three line you know at times and and knock down the three I think that he has shown that you know for what he's being paid why not bring him back I don't see a reason that you wouldn't have in this situation so I just want to be on record um really first and foremost that I came up with the name Vagandaz (laughs) I think that's incredible not many brilliant some people don't like it but I, I think it's awesome so, um, some yeah. people use their brains for really dumb things, Jonathan, and that is not one of them. That is great. I, I hope it sticks. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe Thank you. maybe re- maybe really a shirt coming that. soon. You know, maybe okay. It, okay. it sticks. That's, that's an idea. Yeah, that is an idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. If anybody else starts making shirts, you'll hear from my legal team. <laughs> we'll be we'll be coming coming for the neck. We'll be we'll be coming for those checks. But yeah, um, no, with Mo Wagner, 
realistically, maybe he's your backup four if Mo is going to play the the backup three, or excuse me, if Franz is going to play the backup three. I really don't know. Realistically, Mo is probably what like your twelfth or thirteenth guy. It's probably an inconsequential move. I think easing Franz along in the NBA, having his older brother there is going to make that much easier for him. I would assume they probably have the same agent. So when it comes time for Franz's contract extension, you're creating some good faith with the agent. In that case, you're creating good faith, you know, across the league. The magic. People might think that's kind of a hot take, but I think the Magic have shown that time and time again that they're willing to take that into consideration, kind of creating that good faith with agents across the league. But no, I I like what Mo gave us last year. Like you said, 11 points, almost five rebounds. More than anything, he gave us an edge. Like Mo is just definitely a guy that tends to get underneath other people's skins. We haven't seen that totally out of Franz just yet. I, I remember very specifically at Michigan, Mo was a guy that got underneath people's skin. So it'll be cool to see if we have two of those guys in the Wagner brothers. Like if they turn into, this is going to be a Mighty Ducks reference for all of you young kids out there. But if they turn into like the Bash Bros, that's I would absolutely love that. Like if they're just out there shoving people around, getting in people's faces. Like one thing, like me and my younger brother, we kind of have, you know, you go back and forth with the younger brother. Everybody knows that. But there's one thing. As an older brother, you mess with my younger brother and you die. Like Those are just the rules. <laughs> yeah. So I will be – like I hope somebody tries Franz at some point in the season and Mo just comes charging off the bench, gets ejected, gets a, you know, a two, three-game suspension, whatever the case may be is. But uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with the with the jersey number. So Franz, you know, he's always worn number twenty one, kind of following in his older brother's footsteps. But he said if it's not too much trouble for Jake, um, you know, he might be willing to give up that number. And he said that he he might wear number twenty five, which just brings me back to the whole thing that the Magic need to start retiring jerseys, just because anytime somebody chooses to wear number one or thirty two or twenty five. The next person that wears nine, that's going to really rub me the wrong way. <laughs> so the Magic just really need to, to start um, you know, retiring jerseys, in my opinion. But no, I like the signing. I like the fact that we're going to have the Wagner brothers. I liked what Mo brought to the team last year. Michael, like you said, at, at times a little bit too much. He was playing a little bit too well because um, the last few games of the season, we were almost cheering for losses. <laughs> yeah, um, and hey, it worked out. We ended up with Jalen Suggs. But, uh, but yeah, I think the Mo Wagner signing, it's just, it's a two-year deal. We don't know the terms yet. I doubt it's going to be anything crazy. We don't really have the cap space to sign him to some kind of big deal. Um, but I think it's going to turn out to, to be the, the right decision with, with Mo Wagner there. Next up, so the Magic, I mean, didn't really make too many waves with this, uh, with this signing, with this announcement. So the Orlando Magic signed uh, veteran center Robin Lopez to a one-year $5 million deal, again, into the Magic's non-taxpayer mid-level exception. Um, he's played 13 seasons in the NBA, career averages 8.8 points per game, five rebounds a game, shoots 53% from the floor. Everyone knows his uh, his hook shot is lethal. Last year with Washington, he played 71 games, started nine of those 71 games, averaged nine points per game. 3.8 rebounds. He shot 63% from the floor. Luke, what are your thoughts on the Robin Lopez signing? Well, I think the biggest thing going into this, uh, you know, off season was that every a lot of people have been saying, you know, sign sign a veteran, sign a veteran that you know not only is a veteran but is a guy that doesn't mind if his minutes aren't incredibly 
too much. Um, and that's just what you get with him. You know, he only he started not many games last year and doesn't he's got Orlando, right? He's got Disney. He's got Disney in his back pocket. He says, you know, if he has a bad game, he's going to just go, you know, blow it off at Disney and ride at, Splash Mountain. Right. Exactly. So I think it'll be a really good uh, fit. I don't see why not. He already loves the city of Orlando because of Disney. And he, you know, is, seemed to be seems to be a really personable guy with all of his, you know, little things that he gets into with mascot specifically stuff. And so I think it'll be really cool to uh, see him fit into that role. I think that he is going to be the just the perfect thing that we were thinking of when we thought about, you know, signing a free agent, you know, this offseason. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Michael, it's brilliant. I had no idea they were even going to land, you know, a player like him. Right? I mean, you think you maybe could have gone somewhere else and to maybe yeah. compete for some time and or a competitive team. And not to say we're not competitive, but I mean, let's be realistic. Might not make the playoffs this year, um, though they will be exciting to watch. I think he, uh, when Vooch got traded, one of the things we were like was. Um, who is Mo going to play up against? Who's going to help build him up, right? Like, he's lost that veteran presence on the court in practice. Who's going to push him to be better? And, I mean, when Mo is played against, you know, Robin out on the court, you know, it gave him a hard time. What better person to bring in to help build him up than somebody who gave him trouble, right? Um, hopefully, uh, he will uh, show Mo the magic of some of his post moves because, Again, I you know I, I love Mo, uh, but I feel like they were asking him to do things that were not typical of somebody of his build, right? So I'd like to see more post game from Mo. 
he's so long, so athletic, you know, he could easily get a hook shot over those guys in the paint, you know, I mean, yeah. easily. So, I mean, um, I think his, his presence is just going to lift up that whole big man squad a bit. And I, I think Robin's more like a uh, on the bench assistant coach without the coach title, you know, for a Donald foil, so, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Donald foil of the, the magic pretty much <laughs> uh, of this era for us anyways. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. I, I think it's, I don't think they've really made a bad move this season to magic. I feel good about everything so far. It's debate, some bait, some debate on some things, but I can't find really much fault with it. I tweeted that out not long after the Robin Lopez signing because everyone's like, we got Robin Lopez, let's go. Like Everybody's so excited about it. And I said, how well have the last six months gone that almost universally everyone is happy that we signed Robin Lopez to a one-year $5 million deal? That's, in my opinion, how well the front office has been operating the last few months that we're looking at a guy who probably isn't going to play much barring injury uh, that he really is a good signing. So like Luke said, the incentive for Robin Lopez is either um, he and Brooke or, or Brooke owns the home in Disney. I, I'm not totally clear on that, but obviously it's his brother, you know, who be able to stay there. Keith Smith uh, tweeted out that he wasn't clear on whether or not that was tampering, basically <laughs> staying at the house of, a, of another player, you know, playing for <laughs> another team. So I don't really know how all of that is going to work. But sure, that was part of the incentive. You know, he's 13 years into his career, probably nearing the end of his career. One year, $5 million deal. Good weather. Not going to be asked to do too much. Like you said, Michael, probably going to be more in like a coach slash mentor role. This is the type of guy that we've talked about that going to add a little bit of depth to the bench. Um, but mostly is just going to be a professional in the locker room that a lot of these young guys are going to need. Already had a, a pretty funny interaction on Twitter with Cole. So if any of you follow follow Cole on Twitter, and I think he might might have even done it on Instagram, he has changed his profile picture to a picture of Dragonite. And Cole <laughs> tweeted at Robin Lopez after the signing was announced and was like, "Yo, can I can I get a follow back?" And Robin Lopez said, "Well, because of the off chance that I'm talking to Dragonite, you can definitely like like get this." And then RJ said, well, what about me? Because I caught an elbow to the face last year. I think I deserve a follow. He's like, uh, elbow to the face. He's like, you deserve a follow. He's like, and then I guess I, I might owe Derek Fisher one, which I don't remember him elbowing Derek Fisher in the face, but I remember Matt Barnes elbowing Derek Fisher in the face. But that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a, a story really for, for another Finally time so. altogether. Yeah, but um, that was more of a off-the-court incident. If you guys aren't aware of that, you can just – Google Matt Barnes and, and Derek Fisher's <laughs> history. We're not going to get too much into that soap opera. But, uh, yeah, no, I think um, I think Robin is going to be a really good guy for the locker room. Seems like a guy that's going to be a lot of fun. I think he's going to be a fan favorite for Orlando Magic fans with his interactions with stuff. Hopefully they get along now. That would be really great. <laughs> but I think he's going to be, like, a fun interview. You know, he'll probably do, you know, have some antics uh, that, that Magic fans will be aware of. Now, there's another move that the Magic made today that it seems like Magic fans are honestly kind of split on, and that is the Magic's decision to waive Dwayne Bacon. So the Magic had until the ninth to waive Dwayne Bacon, or the final you know year of his two-year deal with the Magic would have become fully guaranteed. So uh, last year with the Magic, he was the only player that played all 72 games. Uh, he started 50 of those games. He averaged 10.9 points, 3.1 rebounds, uh, 1.3 assists. He shot 40% from the floor. Uh, Luke, what do you think about the Magic uh, you know, making the decision to waive Dwayne Bacon? 
I don't I don't think it's surprising. I don't disagree with it either. I mean, you look at his numbers last year. Yes, he the one thing that was great about him last year uh, and probably the most important of it all was that he was just healthy consistently. He played every game. You know, when uh, I think I was watching Oscar uh, from the Magic Report react to it today, he seems a little bit out of shape about it because his whole thing was, you know, when you looked around that roster at times, it was just Vucevic and everybody else on the court who wasn't injured at the time. But the main, you know, the one thing that remained the same was Dwayne Bacon being there as well. So uh, I get it. He did good things last year, I guess, <laughs> for the Magic and just staying healthy. Uh, but also, I mean, I can't help but look at 40% from the field, 28.5 from three. I don't, I'm, not, I, I'm not upset about this, right? I mean, you look at you know, who we've got otherwise. He played shooting guard. You look at the shooting guard position this year, and it's like Cole Anthony, T. Ross, MCW, Gary Harris – where was Dwayne Bacon going to fit in? And also, he's still young. He's like 25 or 24. So he's still looking to grow and develop. He's probably still looking for getting his touches. Uh, we learned that last year. There was moments where Dwayne Bacon just looked like he wasn't going to even look at, time. He wasn't going to look anywhere but the rim. So, so I think that he could have taken away from those young guys this year in that respect. I wouldn't say he has a veteran presence by any means. There just wasn't a lot that I feel like would be contributing by keeping him. When you look at the guys that like it was either him or them, right? And you look at the roster and it's like, what, what would be the point? The Magic had an easy out waving him. And, you know, there's a lot still to unfold with the roster. But I just didn't think it made any sense to keep him in the first place. There's also some belief that the Magic are gonna just open, you know, open that roster spot. Now they have 14 guys on the roster, and they'll leave that last spot open in case they need to use that trade exception that they got from the Evan Fournier deal last year to add a 15th person to the roster. Also opens up the possibility of them signing somebody to a minimum contract or to a two-way contract. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Michael, how did you feel about the Magic uh, waving Dwayne Bacon? Uh, I mean. I- as Luke said, it seemed kind of almost like a no-brainer. Like, where, when was he going to play? And um, what was he going to do exactly? Uh, we already have so many folks in the backcourt. Uh, you know, we have some folks who need to get minutes to grow. Um, I'm not going to meme them because, you know, they're like Tank Commander Bacon, you know. And, uh, you know, he never passes the ball. Once it goes to him, it's a one-man, you know, it's a one-man game. But, you know, I think he was kind of was forced to play a bigger role than he maybe was comfortable with at the time you know yep. he had to carry the the minutes of who was going to play with right. so many people out so um especially after the trades happened and uh you know i i i, I only hope wish that he they would cut him sooner because that way he'd have more opportunities to sign with teams and they cutting them kind of late you know uh if mm-hmm. you weren't going to bring it back just let him go as soon as you can but uh you know a good move um you know i feel bad for him that he had to go he played his heart out with us and maybe he could play Maybe a little bit better, but what, you know, what do I know? But uh, you know, I just think uh, it's a, it's the right move for the organization to open up time for RJ. And I mean, we still have uh, you know uh, Harris on the team, right? So yeah. uh, when's he gonna play if we got Bacon out there too? So good move, good solid move. I mean, addition by subtraction. In all fairness to to Dwayne Bacon, I think the the signing and really it was just mostly you know due to injuries, but the signing ended up being much more significant than a lot of people thought at the time. Like when he was signed, it was he was going to be you know he's like your thirteenth, fourteenth man. You know most of the time he ended up being thrust into a much bigger role than that. I think part of that had to do with uh, you know Clifford and the way that he feels about 
guys that played with him in Charlotte. When you look at Michael Carter Williams and you look at Dwayne Bacon, Steve Clifford just you know really had an affinity affinity for those guys and was big fans of them and just kind of seemed like made sure those guys were going to see the floor no matter what. Yeah, and the one, one the thing things, that I wanted to add, Jonathan, real quick here, you know, talking about Dwayne Bacon, people not really sure how he would fit with the roster. Obviously, played a much bigger role than any of us could foresee, but. The the conversation was Dwayne Bacon versus Wes Awundu. They Everybody was outraged that Awundu yeah. gets let go off the team, like that he's not welcome <laughs> back, and they were to bring it yeah. on Bacon. They're like, we cleared it for Dwayne Bacon. I, this is no hate on Wes Awundu. Dwayne Bacon is better than Wes Awundu, and yeah. I, I think that that move was smart. That that was the move to make at the time, and he ended up contributing more than I think Wes Awundu ever would have in that same position last year. So I think in hindsight – um, I am glad to stand with my my comments that I made when Awundu, you know, was not coming back and Bacon was signed. Well, I Michael said he doesn't want to meme. I'm gonna meme just a little bit. <laughs> One of the things that I'm gonna miss the most about Dwayne Bacon is that Jeff Turner gave him the best nickname that Jeff Turner has ever come up with, which is the Pancetta Shredda. <laughs> that is good. legitimately one of the best nicknames that I've ever heard when it comes to the NBA. And I tweeted this out. Um, probably I don't know towards the end of the season I said Dwayne Bacon is the player that Magic fans accused Evan Fournier of being for seven years yeah yeah 100% what Dwayne Bacon was was the myth of Evan Fournier materialized (laughs) Mm -hmm. 100% but I it all started with being miscast correct that is always the the biggest characteristic in in that type of uh issue yes miscast is definitely uh the the right uh the right adjective, I, I, w- I would say, um, or the right description. But yeah, Dwayne Bacon being waived opens up a roster spot. Where was he going to play? Was he going to take shots away from the young guys? We're all really in agreement that this was the, the right move. So let's talk a little bit about Summer League. So Summer League is going to start tonight um, when we rec- we release this. Uh, they'll play the Warriors. That will be their, their first Summer League game. So we're going to see... Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga, two guys that were, you know, mocked at different times to go to the Orlando Magic. And we're going to see guys like RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, um, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, you know, match up against these guys. So we've seen a few days of the Orlando Magic Summer League practices. Mo Bamba made it a point to fly to Las Vegas with this group to practice with the team until Mm -hmm. Summer League starts. So it was, you know, what, two, three practices that they all got in together or four practices, something like that. Um, shows a lot of maturity, in my opinion, of Mo. The fact that he's willing to put in that work and he could be in Orlando, like he said, you know, working with other coaches at the, you know, Amway practice facility, all that kind of stuff. But for him, it was a no brainer to fly to Vegas. Yeah. So what we've seen from Mo so far, what we've heard from. Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner and, and Cole Anthony and, and Coach Mosley. What have you guys taken away from these summer league practices? Michael, I'll ask you first. Uh, that they're all already like brothers in arms, right? I mean, you just look at the, the chemistry with them post-interview, right? There's not, it's not just one guy there. It's like two or three, you know, kind of floating around. They just want to hang out with each other and, and you know, and kind of build energy off one another. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm excited for a lot of things. And, uh, you know, like Mo being out there, he didn't have to go. I mean, you know, he's in year four. You don't usually see, unless you're Bo Outlaw, you know, you're not out there 
tearing up summer league. Uh, but he's out there because he wants to be, and he wants to be better. He wants to build chemistry with the coaching staff, with the young players coming in, and cement himself as the the starting center, which I guarantee he's going to be starting before the All-Star break. I've said it. I'll say it again. He'll be starting. It's a hot take. Uh, because he he has a fresh start, right? Even though he's on the same team, he's got the sim, you know same players around him, he has a fresh start with the coaching staff. He can build himself up as, hey, coach, you can rely on me, put me in, I'll come through in this situation. And I think he's done nothing but that and prove himself to, to Coach Mose. Um, you know, I mean, an hour after he got hired, right, reached out to him, wanted to do some practice. Um, I'm just excited for this team. Man, I'm excited to see them out there. I haven't had a chance to catch a lot of the uh, the games that were played out in California with the California teams. Um, so it'll be my first glimpse at, you know, Kaminga and um, it was Moody, right, out there with the Golden State. So I'm excited. I, I can't wait. Uh, hopefully we play well. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And Cole's out there with them too and RJ. So it should be good. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, do you guys think there was a uh... – I wonder what it's like between Wendell Carter Jr. and Mo Bamba, right? The dynamic there. I don't know if there's been anything on record that they're like close or friends or whatever it might be. Regardless, it is interesting because they both seem like they're at very different points in their careers. Wendell Carter Jr. comes into Orlando, and we, we, we automatically dub him as the guy who is the guy that's going to come in, not make mistakes, and going to be just a solid center, and that's what he'll be in the league. It's just really interesting to me that he's so much more established, obviously has played more. They both have only played three seasons each. So, you know, I wonder what the thought was, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. when he looks on his phone or finds out, you know, Mo flew to Vegas to practice with the team. If he thinks, oh, man, that's a that's a bad look for me. <laughs> I didn't do that. And yeah, so, whoops. yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, I don't know. But that definitely is the right choice by Mo. And like, you know, we have said, it was a no-brainer to go out there and do that. I mean, you look at the guys that are going to be part of the core, and they are all young, and they're already going to be there. These are guys that he's going to – these aren't just, like, scrubs that he's running around with. Um, it's, you know, guys like Cole, Jalen, RJ, and, and Franz that he's going to play with and play alongside. So I think, if anything, it was just a chemistry booster for him. He's Like we've all said it already, it's a fresh start for him. I think that, that this was the perfect move by Mo Bamba to do so, and uh, hopefully he stays out there and, and is there at you know, the game tomorrow night as well. Um, I, I think it's really good for Mo. It's a really good look for him. So, Luke, what I was going to say is that I didn't think it would be, really be a bad look for Wendell because I just, you know, obviously we don't know as much about him as we do Mo with Wendell being in you know Chicago for the first you know three and a half years of his right. career, but... Part of me wanted to say that he had played more NBA games than Mo, and because of that reason, you know, Mo just really needs reps, so it's not a bad look. Wendell's played 141 NBA games. Mo Bamba has played in 155. Wow. So that's pretty shocking. If people want to talk about, you know, Mo Bamba, and I think with Wendell, it was probably more that he wasn't really in the rotation. With Mo, it's just been just one injury or, you know, COVID and, and different circumstances one after another. You know, Ken Burch was obviously a, a big reason with that. I don't know if it's a, a bad look necessarily necessarily for Wendell. Yeah, no. I know it, that. Yeah. It's more so no, just was, a good look for Bamba. And, right. you know, despite them, you know, Mo playing more games, he absolutely hasn't played more minutes. Um, right. Wendell Carter, I think, played like 26, 28 for his career already, and Mo's at like 15 or something. Right. I'll fact check here. Yeah, 15.3 minutes a game for Mo and 26.5 for Wendell Carter. So, 
Yeah, you can continue. I just when you look that at note. that, it's probably no, it's probably double the amount of minutes. Uh, yeah, you know, in fewer games. Right. So yeah, yeah no, it's definitely a great look for Mo. Uh, I know that Jonathan Isaac is going to be heading out to summer league to at least watch those games. Um, I'd be pretty interested to find out who else is going to be out there. Maybe we see Wendell there. I wouldn't be surprised to see Chuma there, right? Um, or Gary Harris or some of these other young-ish guys, just in terms of continuing to build that chemistry. Well, you know, team wide. The and that stuck out to me today watching the Raptors summer league today. I thought it was a really good look and really cool of them. Uh, but Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam were both there, along with Nick Nurse, watching from the stands. So I think that it it can only help by going out there and supporting the guys, especially when there are so many on that roster that are going to get a lot of minutes this year in Orlando already. It's it it wouldn't it would make sense it wouldn't make sense not to go if I was a, a player looking to build more rapport and support my teammates. I would I would not expect like Robin Lopez or, or well, Terrence Ross no. to be out there. Like I really, really doubt no. that. Maybe we see Mo Wagner, you know, he's coming back from the Olympics. He played really well with Germany. Wouldn't be surprised to see them, but the more and more that we see, like you saw the clip from the other day that, you know, we screenshot and put out there of Cole just giving just giving Jalen a little <laughs> a little peck on the head. You know what yeah. I mean? Say that that's my rookie right there. You know what I mean? We talked about this last week, but it's just so cool after years of not really being sure what the dynamic was in the locker room. Like I there's no doubts that eighty five percent of the roster in the locker room, they're all hanging out, they're all getting along, they all really like each other. Maybe with Mo and Wendell, there might be a little bit of a weird dynamic there as those guys. I'm sure they like each other, but they definitely know that they're competing for one another's jobs. But, um, no, it's just refreshing to see these guys really, really like each other. Um, You hear good things from Franz. You hear good things from Jalen. You're hearing good things from Coach Mosley that the guys are are playing well. They're they're responding to coaching well. Jalen Suggs made a, a... mistake in a defensive drill that they were doing and kind of disciplined himself went off to the side after the drill was done did a few push-ups um I like that the more that I learn about Jalen um that's just kind of how he's wired like he is just all basketball all the time more so now that he's kind of put football to the side um I was listening to uh the podcast um Locked on Magic he had um the the gentleman that does the Locked on Zags podcast and was talking about Jalen Suggs And he said that Jalen Suggs has been kind of at a disadvantage the last few years uh, because all of these other guys, when you think about Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, maybe even a Scotty Barnes, for the last five, six years, these guys have been all basketball all the time year round. And Jalen Suggs has been kind of splitting his time up until last year between football and basketball. Now that the last couple of years, he's really just going in full football or full basketball all the time not really worried about football too much I don't know if that argument is valid but I did find it pretty interesting I was also talking uh with someone else uh that covers the team uh you know covers Gonzaga and he was just so excited about you know the the potential that Jalen has in the league that he's just such a great leader um you know just tenacious on both ends of the floor people are really excited about this pick and I'm just really excited to see Summer League. We were talking uh, really just before we started the podcast, you know, Luke and, and Kevin and I, that we don't really expect Cole and RJ to get a, like an extended run in Summer League, but it would be really cool to see these guys, you know, play together, get some wins, maybe win a Summer League championship, which is mostly pointless. 
but I think it would be great for us to see the Magic win some games before the season starts because more likely than anything, it's gonna be a gonna be a long season uh, once the the regular season starts. But yeah, I mean we we just uh, we got a, a couple weeks of summer league here, and then we're like in the dog days of summer as we wait for training camp and preseason and all that kind of stuff to start. So. Uh, really, before we wrap up here, any any last thoughts that you guys have? Anything that you want to share? Anything that we're excited for? Um, yeah, I mean, as far as it goes, you know, looking at the roster and what Summer League could be, it's not just huge for, you know, the guys that are part of the Magic Core right now, that young core, but it's huge for guys like, uh, you know, the, what we've been hearing a lot about is Tema, right, playing in the Summer League. I mean, you, you look at them and it's, you know, I was looking on, on Twitter here recently, it does feel like Tema is playing for a spot. And I think Malik uh, from Twitter has also said, you know, it feels like he's playing for a spot on the roster or, and if he doesn't get a full, you know, contract with Orlando, then he's going to just go back to Latvia. So that'll be interesting to see how he plays in summer league. That's a a guy that could be very interesting playing uh, in the small forward role, something that the magic need, especially. And I, I think that, you know, because you, you look at it, it's like, do they move T. Ross down to play small forward? Um, and, you know, you have Chuma and J.I. You could interchange at the three. But other than that, there's really not much there. So unless the Magic go after, like, Alfonso McKinney, Jakar Sampson, Stanley Johnson, there's some guys that are out there that, that could make sense as a small forward. But at the end of the day, you you just hope that they make the right decision here. And I know they will. But, uh, yeah, so as far as Summer League goes, keep an eye on Tema and, and kind of see where, where he ends up here after the season the offseason's over. Could be another ingredient in the, the Dwayne Bacon waving. Maybe they yep. are thinking that Janice Timma is going to come over and play for the Magic finally. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll see We'll see what happens with that. So, uh, But, guys, again, Michael Orlando, give it up for this guy. He's going to be giving away um, this autographed Mo Bamba shoe. He's going to hold that up for the camera again here. So, yeah, um, you guys just go to at Six Man Show on Twitter. Uh, we'll follow up announcing this episode with a, a tweet. Just retweet that to be entered in the, the Mo Bamba shoe giveaway. Um, and then we'll announce that you know sometime on Friday. And one lucky fan will have a size 17 uh, signed Under Armour basketball shoe from, from Mo Bamba. So that's awesome, man. But, Michael, first of all, thank you for everything that you do on the Orlando Magic subreddit. You and I have talked about um, you know the, the power-ups on, on the subreddit, trying yeah. to get a few more of those to get some, some more benefits for the community. So... Um, do you want to talk about that just a little bit? I don't know how much info you have on that, but it just helps like boost up the uh, I guess features of the sub overall. It's like higher quality video content, uh, custom badges. Uh, you can also, uh, if you contribute, you can post like I guess gift replies. Uh, so right now you, I, I can, but I don't know if it's because I have <laughs> like I have a moderator or something like that. But right, um, it is a cool feature to have because you see them. And some Reddit threads, and you're like, dang, this would be the good, you know, perfect time for this gift. I can't do it. But right. uh, yeah, if you if you choose to, you know, contribute to the community, um, that's a great way to go about it. Um, um, it'd be neat to have those features on there, though. No pressure, but it'd be no neat. pressure, no pressure. <laughs> but if you guys if you guys are involved in the in the subreddit, um, it just costs a few bucks a month. So if you guys can do that, again, it would bring a added benefit, you know, to a lot of people in the in the subreddit community. So. But Michael, man, thank you so much for coming on. It's all, you always bring such great insight and your humor. I love it. Always love talking to you, man. Thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. 
Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure coming on and talking, you know, magic ball with you guys or just chatting in general. So much appreciated. Have me on whenever you want. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have you on next uh, next season during the season. We might not be very good, but the team at least should be very fun to watch. So hopefully we'll have some good things. Maybe we'll bring you on, you know, right around the All-Star break. See what's going on with Mo Bamba and see what's going on with that take. I, I will have my Mo Bamba jersey on when he starts so, in the man. All-Star game, man. You're going to be like, <laughs> in, the all, be like in the All-Star game. <laughs> yeah, this man like said starting in the All-Star game. No, <laughs> I will say this. I'm a big Mo Bamba fan. I think Luke and I both are. We've been rooting for Mo Bamba. We've been begging for him to get more minutes. People were basically calling us idiots last year when we were saying, do whatever you have to do, get Mo Bamba in the game. So I'm really hoping for him to be really good because it's just better for the team. You know, I think Mo has the higher ceiling between him and Wendell. So Mo beating Wendell out for the starting job would be huge for the future of the Orlando Magic. But again, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Luke, anything else? No, I think that's it, man. Awesome. Guys, well, for Michael Orlando uh, and Luke, you guys have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.